Welcome to the Made Possible by Podcast, where we have conversations around good with community-minded individuals. We hope that today's episode inspires you to go out and do good. Hello, everyone, and thank you again for joining us for another Conversation Around Good podcast. I am Tracy with Made Possible By, and we love to share stories of good. And I am here with two powerhouse women today, which is so appropriate that we are recording today at the Workflow co-working space owned by other powerful women at Chelsea and Ginger were on a previous podcast that we had. But I am here today with Miss Linda Lee and Miss Allie Cunningham. Thank you, ladies, for joining me today. Thank you for uh, having me. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys. So give us a little... Well, first, I want to back up for a second. Before we jump to your 90-second preview, I'm excited today because we're doing something a little bit different because we're talking about mentoring today. We're not just talking about uh, stories of community impact or the cool things that you guys have done um, business-wise, professional-wise, but you guys have been in a mentoring relationship. So I just think that's really cool. We haven't had that dynamic yet. So I'm looking forward to hearing that. All so right. now, 90-second, Miss Linda, tell us about you. Uh, so I'm... Uh I'm a single parent, have a couple of kids. I have been in the restaurant business my entire life. Um, and I think once you get in it, if you love it, it just sticks. Um, I don't know how, how to explain it. My first job was at a place called the Worcester Lake Cafe washing dishes. And I've probably been hooked since then. Okay. And so I am a diehard restaurant person. It makes my feet hurt just to think of you being in the restaurant business yeah. your entire life. Uh, I, have I was been. a waitress for a while. I think everyone needs to serve. It needs to work in the, the restaurant industry in their life sometimes. Oh yes, it yeah. makes you kind. I would agree with that. Yes, you know, you, you give grace. You're much more able to give grace. But my feet hurt so bad. Yeah. So I'm impressed with you and your feet. Yeah. Good shoes. Yeah. Good shoes, <laughs> and you know, uh, every six months. You just have to commit to, I'm going to buy shoes every six months. Yeah. Chain them out often. Yes. Tell us about your kids a little bit. Uh, I have a daughter who is 14, going to Harding Fine Arts. Nice. Wonderful artist. And I have a son that's 26, and he wants to be a gamer creator. So that's okay. what he's doing right now. Nice. He's doing some jobs. I think he's he was at Target for a little bit during COVID, but picked up a bunch of jobs doing design work, and so he's trying to live his dream. There you go. Everybody, yeah. You know, during COVID, it's okay. you got to just work where you can work. You gotta, right? yeah. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. And you like to garden. You like to be by the pool, although I, today is cold. Today is cold, but I... You shorts, so yeah. she and probably I still do it, right? Flip-flops <laughs> earlier. Uh, love the pool. Love to garden. I grew up in a small town here in Oklahoma. My grandparents gardened. Uh, I didn't know about canned vegetables like Libby nice. canned vegetables for a long time in my life. Nice. Canned vegetables meant you went down to the cellar and you grabbed a jar that a grandma jar. had canned. Yes. But um, my mom asked me one time, said, you know, what do you think you could do if you had to? I like watching survival shows. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can can things. I can garden. I know how to rob a beehive. I really don't want to. I've seen that. <laughs> Is that go- what they call it? Robbing a beehive? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's what my grandpa always called it. I've and my grand- and my gr- he put on a suit. So we're talking 60s and 70s. Yeah. He put on some homemade soup that my grandmother duct taped him into, and he <laughs> took his little smoke can out there and 
you smoke the bees out and then you take out the honeycomb and he would bring that in the house and we would process all that. Wow. Uh, I can do that. I don't want to because okay. the bees get in no matter what. Yeah. So okay. um, I am the kid who knows what it like to, to call a barnyard animal to the fence and shoot it. Okay. I grew up in that lifestyle. Okay. You, you don't name the barnyard animals. No, you don't. They're, they're dinner. No, you don't. Yeah. So we, we raised animals and we had a goat named Dinner. Yeah. Because he was not very friendly and he was going to go pretty quickly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's impressive that you can yeah. do all those things. Yes. You, definitely, if you're in a survival, you, you're somebody that people want on their team. Yeah. I'm not scared. Okay. When the so, zombies come, yes. go to Miss Linda's yeah, house. Yeah, come to my house. I'm ready. A little bug out bag, you can just go, in case. You can go rob the beehives. I've never okay. heard that term. I think Ro- that's, that's, what, awesome. yeah, that's what they called it. Okay. I'm guessing probably now it's not politically correct. They probably call it harvesting. Or, <laughs> <you know. laughs> There's something more gentler to that. As long but, as we're protecting the bees, that's yeah. okay. They yeah. can, you know, they can share their honey, but we've yeah. got to keep them alive. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You bet. Miss Allie, tell us about you. Well, my life is way less exciting than <laughs> that. Um, but, yeah, I've been in the restaurant world pretty much my whole life, too. I pretended like I wasn't going to go down that route for a minute and tried to get into banking, and that was oh. a terrible idea. I was not very good at the whole sitting behind a desk thing. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I like, can't see you doing that. No, my first job was I was 15 and a half. Um, I was a hostess at Applebee's, hostess okay. with the mostess in yes. Enid, Oklahoma. That's where you I grew up. You have all the buttons. Yes, you could get flair, but I didn't get flair until I, like, you know, I I was there for two years, so through, like, high school I worked there. Okay. Um, And then, you know, moved up into a server, um, got some flair, and then (laughs) tried college for a minute, and that didn't work out. Um, But, yeah, so then I I, I made my way back to the restaurant world. Um, Actually, the first restaurant that I worked at when I came back after, like, a two, three-year stint away was at Irma's with Linda. Um, that's where I met, uh, Lyndon. So yeah, I mean, I've been in the restaurant world ever since I have a family, um, been married now for, it'll be three years in October, okay. have a beautiful stepdaughter that just turned 18 on Monday. Oh, wow. And then I've got a little baby boy, Elliot. He's nine and a half months old. You know, you got to say the half cause it matters right it now. Does. Does matter. Right like I could break it down in days, but yeah, it, it's all it makes it every difference. moment matters. Yeah, yes. so that's that's pretty much my life. And your wife is Stacy. Yes. Stacy. Okay, and she is able to stay home. She is. Yeah, really. Like she had a. Um, she was working on a law firm for twelve years, and we had been planning and planning to have a family for her to um, to be able to step away from that, and she wanted to do something that she was passionate about, mm-hmm. and so. As we're getting to that point, I think real estate or something like that is what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, yeah, she's home with Elliot, which, I mean, perfect timing. Yeah. Best, worst case scenario. Worst, oh. best case scenario, you know. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not yet COVID. Everybody's home, mm-hmm. although we're venturing out a little bit. Uh, Allie was telling us that Elliot has not been out much at all, and he went to Lowe's, and he wasn't very pleased. Yeah, no, he wasn't at all. Um, <clears throat> we had tried Best Buy right before that, and got about two steps in the door, and he was like, uh-uh. <laughs> Just <laughs> poor guy lost his mind. <laughs> but, yeah, it's getting better. I mean, we uh spending some time with Stacy's parents, okay. um, and that's been that was nice for the birthdays. 
So Stacy just had a birthday on Friday. Then her daughter's birthday was on Monday. Yeah. So we had a little get together, um, yeah. socially distanced, of yeah. course. But yeah, I was. He's easing into it. Okay. It, you know, it's there's going to be some new things to overcome. I mean, I feel the same way, honestly. When yeah. I walk into places, there are part to me that's like, I don't want to be here. There's too be many here. people. Too I'm scared. Yeah. Well, you, you find yourself, you kind of scout it out for who's who's wearing a mask. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who's who bought in? Who's wearing a mask? Who's got it on their nose? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going down this aisle over here. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. Why are you following me? Right. <laughs> yeah. I find that I forget, and so I start getting close to people, and then I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I need to back up. You put your hands up like that too. You're like, I'm, I'm like, sorry. sorry. Yeah, sorry. I acknowledge your bubble. Yes, yes. exactly. My apologies. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm just a go getter. I just get out there, especially at stores. I'm not a shopper, mm-hmm. so I want to get in and get out. So I need to slow down a little bit. It's yeah, okay. it's okay. All right. So Linda, tell us. You said you've been in the restaurant business your entire life. Yeah. How did that start? And what would you tell your then self? As you're looking back well, now. I mean, honestly, I was like, you know, 12, 13 years old. It was fun. Uh, we were you know, on vacation where my some cousins lived. Um, she waited tables at this place called the Worcester Lake Cafe. And I'm where doing that? When, when Worcester, Worcester, Oklahoma, southeastern Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I was doing nothing. Okay. They needed a dishwasher. And so I went. That's how, like, all dishwashing positions yeah. start, right? Yeah. <laughs> made a do- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made a dollar an hour. Oh. And at the large. end of the night, had if I had done well, um, I made an extra dollar. Not an hour, just one extra just dollar. <laughs> and uh, back then, I was so little, and this place was so old, and it was the diner greasy spoon that yeah. I couldn't push a wet mop on the floor. And the cook there was a bigger woman. So she would stand behind me and let me kick off her feet <laughs> to mop. Wouldn't mop for me, yeah. but would allow me to have yeah. some traction. There you go. So I did that, and then um, when I was about 14, my mom decided I needed a summer job. And we were living in Noble, Oklahoma, and I got a summer job at DNR Drive-In in Noble, Oklahoma. Nice. And I don't know, I've been hooked ever since. High school, I worked at a place called K-Bob Steakhouse, and you learn all the Fun things like smoking and drinking and yeah. cussing and, that you know. Everybody learns that anyway about that time, right? Yeah, I think so, but it's probably, so we're looking at, so I, I worked there in the late 70s, just as the oil boom hit in Woodward, Oklahoma, and it was intense. Okay. But it was fun. Okay. So, and you were at Irma's? Yep. Both Irma's? <clears throat> Yeah, I own both Irma's. Okay. So I moved to the city in the 80s. I worked at a place called Rita's Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the kitchen the whole time there, worked my way up, loved it, and was ready for a change. I knew some people who worked at the Metro, Mm -hmm. and I got a job waiting tables at the Metro and did that for, you know, almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. And with that, that afforded me, the people who owned that said, hey, we're thinking about doing this burger place. You want it? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I did it. And I think of anything... I would tell myself I can be very rigid <laughs> and hard on people because to me waiting tables came very easily and all that stuff, but I would be the person who would be like, well, what? why can't you do this? This isn't hard. Come on. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a calling. Mm-hmm. And for some people, waiting tables is just a way to get through college, and mm-hmm. it affords them freedom and all that. Mm-hmm. 
and they're going to be really good at something else. So I wish I could tell my younger self that. You know, cut those people some slack. They're, they're going to be good at something else just because you're good at this. You know, that's probably a tagline for me. It would be, what? this isn't rocket science. We're just waiting tables. Come on, do it. <laughs> but, but people are just good at other things, and you got to cut them some slack. That's a good life lesson for everything, right, though? Yeah. Probably, yeah. I need, to, I need to tell myself that when I'm looking at my 17-year-old son's bedroom. Yeah. Some slack. Just Although, close the door. That's exactly right. That's why there's doors. Yes. And my, my, when my son was at age, I just said, as long as it doesn't eek out mm-hmm. and there's no smell, mm-hmm. shut the door. I can't look at it. I'll flip out. Yeah. So... Yeah. And if he left the door open and I went in and cleaned it for him, oh. then we, you know, could fix that problem. And yeah. So. Which he probably kind of liked, but not so much. No. Yeah. Boys are, well, my daughter's messy too, so I'm just closing the door. Yeah. I don't want to smell it. Don't let it eke out. Yeah. Can't come into the hallway. But yeah. at this point in time, you're in charge of your own laundry yeah, and right. towels. And so, that's right. you know. That's, right. that's a good life lesson for them, right? Yeah. Sorry, laundry. 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 <laughs> Vacuuming so and laundry. Fun. Oh, my goodness. So, Allie, tell us about how you met Linda. What restaurant was this at that you met and how your friendship started? So, I met her at, it was a, a Midtown Irma's. And um, I was kind of trying to bounce back in life in general. I was I was really struggling. To, I was looking for some direction, for something in life to grasp onto. Okay. The things I had kind of held on to before, they were of this world and, you know. Okay. Um, I was in my early, early 20s trying to save the world and save myself all at the same time, and it just none of it was working out. So um, I, I didn't know that I was going to fall in love with the restaurant world. I knew that I had to do something with life, and so I had worked in restaurants before at, at, you know, Applebee's, so I thought I could do this. And actually, I had a friend who was involved in um, the the opening crew or whatever, so she helped me get a job and I think I started out as serving um, and then somehow made my way back into the kitchen which I'd never done before um, and just figured it out I mean Linda really just showed me you know here's the job here's what you have to do and then there I was I was the kind of person that if you give give me instruction just tell me how to do it and I will do it like that every single time mm-hmm. I mean, there was even one point in time where Linda uh, would always try to give, you know, here's how you do things more efficiently, um, work, you know, smarter, not harder. Yeah. She told me, the morning when you open, when I open, I grab, because right when you walk in, there were all the tools, all the, like, ladles and things like that were just right on this wall. And then down this way were, was, like, the cooking space. And so if you know when you walk in all the things that you're going to go and need, why go back and forth, Mm -hmm. grab them all, Mm -hmm. and then go to your cooking station. And so, like, things like that have stuck with me for my entire life. Um, I tell my my (sighs) team members that now even, like, you know, save steps. Save yourself the hassle. You know what what you're going to need, so just grab it now. So I even got to the point where I would come in and open, and um, that had stuck with me so much that I would – unlock the door, walk in, lock the door, go clock in, and then in and then go to the alarm to put in the code to turn it off. So I knew how much time I had to get to the code, to get to the alarm code before it, you know, went off for the building or whatever. And so just kind of from that point forward, it was like, 
I got to be efficient. You know, I got to work smart. Yeah. Um, and so that was really like Linda just took me under her wing. I had wanted to, I thought I wanted to learn more about the kitchen and to maybe be a chef or something someday. And so we had a few cooking sessions in the morning where she taught me how to make, uh, was it creme brulee? (laughs) One morning. Yeah. Some fancy stuff. Fancy stuff. Um, and you know, more than anything, I think that the real, uh, the thing that changed me the most was the compassion Mm -hmm. that she had for me because I was like flailing to hang on to life. Um, I, 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 she had a lot of patience Mm -hmm. and, believed in me Mm -hmm. whenever I didn't really you know I don't think I deserved much of it or she saw something I don't know what it was but that's really what um I think changed my life was just that she never gave up on me even whenever I was like okay I'm I'm done I want to give up on like you know work or whatever it was I don't want to go to work today I did that a lot actually called in a lot (laughs) and then I just kind of like lost my mind a little bit and was like I can't do this anymore um you know because the rest of life was getting to me or whatever but yeah like she never just was like okay I'm done with you it's like well what's going on let's work through this or whatever every time and so that yeah that's kind of where it all started but not a lot of bosses are like that right no a lot of bosses would just cut you loose yeah and I've I'm not um I have a friend who says that I have asshole amnesia (laughs) um (laughs) That's probably, we all need that. Maybe so, but I think that you know sometimes who is just inherently good. You know, and sometimes you have to tell a 20-year-old, I get the fact that you have problems, but when you don't have money to pay rent, that's a bigger problem. So let's figure out a way to come to work and let's get through that so you're still making money. So that's one less problem. And then, and then we let's, let's see what we can do about the rest. We can talk it through. What do you need? You know, whatever it is. But uh, I probably give people more chances than normal bosses. I don't know. And there are some people that you just look at and go, I, we're done. Okay, we're, we're done. Um, I, and probably the only thing I'm really diehard about is that you, you can't call me a name when you quit. You know, if you... <laughs> If you call me names on your way out the door, I'm done with you. Um, especially if it's something derogatory and horrible. Well, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, you we you know, you've showed your true colors now. But sometimes people just need a second chance and sometimes a third chance. You know, you just don't know. Agreed. So do you think it was her compassion and her tenacity and her believing in you that made it more of a mentoring relationship than She's just my boss. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I don't know that I actually took advantage of this, but I knew, I mean, and there were times wherever I'd, like, confide in her, but I knew that if I were ever in a situation where I really needed someone, that I could call her and that she would help me. And that um, she was also very, I mean, it's surprising to me, too, sometimes to hear her say, like, you know, I give people chances all the time or, you know, more than what I should because working for Linda was tough, too, because she was very much, <laughs> these are the rules, yeah. and we don't break the rules. It's simple like that, you know, and it's also like we're not, it's not rocket science. We're just serving, you know. It's not <laughs> rocket science. It's just burgers, things like that, and so um, there was a, there was some tough love there for sure, but 
there was still I've just felt safe. I felt like that she no matter what, she was telling me things that were going to help me in life and then and I felt safe. And so even I've you know, given chances when I really felt like, well, most situations you're not going to get this compassion, you know, you're not going to get this chance, but I think about to what the chances that I got and w- the grace that I was offered. Um even when I didn't really deserve it. You know, you can tell, like she said, that when people are, like, good on the inside. And while you can't um, bank on someone else's potential, it's hard to not have to be like, let me foster that. Let me help grow it, you know. And so I think that's what – I was given that opportunity, and so that's why I I offer that back. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's something that, uh, like you said, that she was – tough she was hard on you but she also cared about you it's that magic combination right it's not just you suck at serving tables let's do this it's hey let me help you get better at this yeah there's accountability everybody appreciates accountability whether you say you like rules or not you like guidelines and boundaries and you know so yeah that's that's for sure that that accountability like a parent you know but also like i but i love you i'm not mad at you Come here. You know, I know life is tough. I don't think we ever actually hugged, but. No, I'm not a hugger. <laughs> I'm not well, a hugger either. <laughs> most of my staff on New Year's Eve heard these words. Please be careful. Please be safe tonight. Call me from any bar and I will come get you. Mm-hmm. If you go to jail, you are now on your own. Yeah. I'm not coming to jail. I don't want to go downtown, you know, but I will come get you from any bar you're at. Please do not drink and drive. Call me. But once you go to jail. Yeah then I'm, I'm going to have to excuse myself for that. I'm not going to bail you out. I'm not going to co-sign for your bail. But I will come get you from anywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, you know? and that's, like I said, that's the compassion because, you know, New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve. Kids. It's your birthday. Whatever you knew that, yeah. you know, busy weekends, whatever it's going to be, you guys need to be safe. Think about this, you know. <clears throat> and even with finance, hey, guys, we're going to be closed for a couple of days for the holidays. So you waiters, you need to be thinking about that. You know, state fair's coming up. You guys need to think about that. Let's start budgeting our money now, you know. Um, a lot of people probably didn't have parents telling them those things. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, their first time out on their own, out on, you know. And budgeting waiter money is different than budgeting, you know, a paycheck. You don't know, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah you don't know. But, you know, you have those waiters who come to you and go, hey, like, rent's due tomorrow. And I'm like, no. Rent has been due for 31 days. You got to put a little bit of that aside for 31 days. Rent's always due. And for the rest of your life as an adult, something is going to be due. Your mortgage, your rent, your car payment. You got to figure this out. You can't, you're not going to make enough money today to pay your rent. Mm -hmm. No, you're not. (laughs) in one day. No. (laughs) But... You, you have to think about that. Well, and you've always been, and in, in, in my mind, that's who you were, is that you were more than just this boss of Irma's. It's more than just, like, I'm going to teach you how to be a server. I'm going to teach you how to cook burgers or, you know, run a kitchen or whatever. It was more like all that other stuff was there, too, that you, you know, like the guardianship. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And it sounds like she saw things in you and believed in you when you didn't believe in yourself. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I still think back to those moments of, like, um, I would almost, I would get, like, anxiety 
before going into work and I'd, I'd call her and be like, I can't come in today. And instead of being like, you're fired, you're worthless, you know, it would be like, what is going on with you? This is not you. What's going on with you? You know, and sometimes my answer would just be like, I just can't today. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm freaking out or whatever. But it was, it, there was still that compassion. There was that, you know, you can't keep doing this. So I was being held accountable, but also like, what's going on? Talk to me. And that, um, I mean, even though at one point our careers went different ways, you know, like I went and worked at other restaurants and made my way around or whatever. And um, those were, it was such a pivotal time in my life, my early 20s. I'm trying to figure out, you know, life. And she was this person this the, that that said things to me that I will never forget. Taught me how to sweep a, a restaurant or a, a room like a line taught me how to sweep efficiently, you know, <laughs> that like you don't just make piles all over the place. And, you know, there's like things like that that I've passed on to my team, but also that I hold in my mind, like be efficient. Well, do you find, so, <clears throat> you know, I'm noticeably older than Allie and God help me where I'm working now. I'm way older than people, but there is a whole generation of people that didn't have chores at home. They don't know how to sweep. They don't know how to vacuum. Mm -hmm. So you're having to teach those things, you know, and it can be very frustrating. But, you know, I've even told people who are working for me who, you know, they're not going to be a waiter the rest of their life. You're like, okay, well, here's the thing. Your next boss, whoever it is, they're going to want you to show up on time. They would like you to smell good. That's always nice. <laughs> If you had told me that I would have to tell people to shower, oh, I wouldn't have believed you, but I've oh, had to. I have also offered to hose people down in the back and been told I couldn't. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I bet I get them hosed down before you guys stop me. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. but it, no matter what, where you are, if you're unhappy in your job, okay, we got to make it through. But at your next job, you're going to have to be on time. You're going to have to be dressed in a uniform or something that's appropriate for your job. Um, and I think that restaurants get a bad rap. They just think that we're a bunch of um, lackadaisical people or we don't, that we don't know anything else. We can't do anything else. But really and truly, we are like the multitaskers of the world. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, the one thing about restaurants is that even though I go to the same job every day, it's different. Different people, different clientele, and you've got to adjust to that. You have to go from table to table and be completely and totally different. You've got to read the situation. You know, um, you're, going to, you're going to have people who, who aren't happy with just who you are. And you just have to adjust to that. So I think a lot of times restaurant people get a bad rap that we don't have ambition, but I can multitask like nobody's well, business. For sure. I mean, that's, you're like the I don't even know how to describe it. The guy at the circus with all the plates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely I mean, are. Yeah. Literally plates. And, yeah. <clears throat> and now we've thrown in, you know, I guess maybe in the 90s really started, you know, dietary needs. And yeah. Restrictions and allergies and what 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 is gluten-free and what is vegetarian? What is vegan? What does vegan mean? You know, and learning all of that and teaching all of that, figuring things out for people to eat and, now we've thrown COVID into the, the mix oh, yeah, and we're wearing masks and yeah, all day. All day. Yeah. 
And it's very hard to be uh, fun and sporty and maybe a little smarty-pantsy. Mm-hmm. People can't see you smile. Right. <laughs> so I've had to watch my smarty-pantsy. Oh, gosh. I've been thinking about those clear masks. I haven't decided how I feel about those yet. Um, have you guys thought about getting a clear one? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I can do that. I've seen one of those actually, like, in action and was kind of like, whoa, no. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, I mean, honestly, I think uh, also something I've learned in the restaurant world is that to be flexible and to be that, like, it's always changing because there are, like, these different trends that are happening and different requirements and it's always changing and flexibility is one of my harder things to deal with. And so, like, yeah, like, who knows, maybe in a couple months, like, the clear mask will be the new rage and like everyone's wearing them and it's just no big deal. And I might still be uncomfortable with yeah. them. It's almost like my hat. It's kind of like my safety thing, you know? And so now I've gotten to wear like I have this mask on and <laughs> okay. I feel a little bit more like, like safe and secure. Yeah. And so yeah. then I, if I wear uh, something clear, I feel a little exposed, but maybe it's just the new thing. Isn't that funny how we just kind of gotten used to... I think I would rather wear the full face shield yeah. than a mask with just the... Yeah. yeah. You know? I don't know. <laughs> I just want to flip down welding helmet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. There you you go. know, let's just do that. I know. We saw those pictures early on of people, like, in their scuba gear at Walmart. Yeah. You know, just going yeah. full out. The body safety. Oh, my goodness. Who knows? You're right. Who knows what will happen in a couple of months from now. So what are some things other than efficiency and compassion that you've been able to bring into your world? Because you run, we didn't talk about all the restaurants that you have. Come on, you got to talk about that. Yeah, so talk about spinning plates. I um, have this company, Happy Plate Concepts, and we have um, it's well seven now restaurants underneath us. That's um, huge. One's not quite way. open. I mean, it is. It's exciting. I'm I'm proud. I am proud. And you're opening a pie place. Yeah, so that's, I guess we have six, and then we are, we're opening a pie shop, Rail Yard Pie Company. Nice. Um, it is pretty awesome. You know, some days it just feels like work, just like another job. Um, but then there's those moments when I'm like, okay, I'm proud of this. I am proud. But, yeah, so um, what was your question again? No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I kind of diverted got off track. you. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I diverted you. Just talking about different things that you brought um, from Linda in addition to the efficiency and the compassion that you've been able to bring in, just learning skills. It's not rock and si- rocket science. Yeah, to, to like keep it simple, um, I tell my team that a lot about like we're, we're bacon and eggs. We are not saving lives. We can change someone's day, absolutely. Um, but, you know, we let's not, let's not take ourselves so seriously that we get lost in it and now it's not fun. Ultimately, I want to have fun. And I do remember that a lot from Linda. Like, we, there was fun always being had. It was very serious. It was very structured. But there was fun. Well, Lots of it. That's the magic I, thing there, right? Yeah. But I also think sometimes that's hard because you're pouring your heart and soul into something. And when you do get customer complaints or whatever, it can be very demoralizing. Yeah. Because you're there all the time. And you're trying your best. And you're working as hard as you can. And... And it's an idea that you've come up with, and somebody complains about it, and you're just like, yeah. And there's probably you go in the walk-in, and you say things you shouldn't say out loud. And, and you go back to it. <clears throat> well, I mean, so as long as, I mean, Ali's talking about, you know, it's just bacon and eggs. 
but it's good bacon and eggs, it and is. it's good pancakes, and it's good coffee. And so if somebody is like, oh, your pancakes are horrible. My mom can make better. You're like, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Oh, home. no, I totally take it. Like, I take <laughs> that stuff personally. Yeah. So but I've, yeah. In yeah. And you're yeah. mad. And I know. But I've also learned that, you know, like, at the end of the day, I can't. <clears throat> if I was a good person, you know, if, I gave, if we gave them the best service possible, if we did everything right on our end, and sometimes that. You just can't make everyone happy, and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's going to ruin the next guy's experience, and so that's been really important. But um, I think, like, honestly, the big ones are being compassionate, being efficient, being smart about how you do things, and having fun. Those are those are the three big ones that were, like, in me from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, meeting Shannon, my business partner, and, and – having these same ideas and the same uh, vision it's been it's been fun bringing that to life and then you know I think about people that I run it or that work for me that are like me when I was in my 20s and just seeing it in a little seeing them in a little different you know view or a different light and trying to be compassionate and give them grace and you know even just teaching talking about teaching people these you know that it's more that like multitasking and all these different things. <clears throat> Teaching younger kids now how to count change back or how yeah. like how money works. Yes, definitely. It's been so interesting to have to do things like that because everything's not on a card, yeah. you yep. know. And I mean, just like things like that have been. Well, and they don't have to count change back because it's just right there on the register. Right. It comes That's up. Right. This is what you're gonna do, but right. Um, it's important stuff to know, I think. Yeah, I think you maybe can, I'm yeah. old school too now. But well, so I have this great story from the metro. One of the the managers there. Um, it was the the job of the busboys in the morning to water the outside plants, and so the manager would come in and go, "The hose is all crazy out there. Nah, 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 nah. Why can't they roll a hose?" And I went, "Cause they live in an apartment. They've never rolled a hose in their life." You're going to have to teach them. And there's an art to rolling a hose. Yeah. I don't have that skill. I try. I completely agree. (laughs) I completely agree. There is an art because it can get all twisted up. It can. And then you have to start over Mm -hmm. because it's not going to be all twisted up at Allie's house or at my house. It's going to be that perfect circle. Well, now it is. Now that I have a kid, I'm like, I've given up. I pick my my battles. Well, it is interesting how generationally things that you've had to teach people in the world because they just yeah. don't know how to do it. I don't know. I remember when the Monopoly game came out and it was all credit card instead of actually doing, there's a version. That doesn't even exist to me. Oh, what? my gosh. That's not like, even what? a real thing. The, the, the bills? Yeah. It was credit card. I'm like, oh. this, no. Man, no. those orange $500 bills. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's the fun. They're real deal. all piling up. Yeah. You know, and yeah. having the hand of the way. But no, they did the credit So card. I learned to count money playing poker with my grandmother. Oh, that's awesome. So we had peanut butter, glass, glass, jiffy, peanut butter jars. There was change in those. And they magically always had change in them. But we played penny ante poker. And so you learn to do things like that, and that's how you kind of change. Or she would play grocery store with you, but, you know, it's a skill. That's, it's a skill. It is. And it is a skill that no one can take away from you. No, there you go. So if you know early on that your grandmother will take all of your money <laughs> in a poker game, <laughs> you become very astute. That's right. 
right. and watching what you're That's doing. Right. I'm going to learn this skill. Yeah. So where do you think at what point your relationship turned more peer or, do, or has it? Do you think more peer or do you think there's still a mentoring, parenting thing? I think actually for me right now, I think Allie is probably more mentoring to me and she probably doesn't know this. We don't run into each other very often. Yeah, we do no. things like this because we, we're busy. Yeah, it is. And so we touch base over a little while. We probably, I Facebook stalk her because she's got the cutest little baby in the world. So um, we'll see what's going on. But I know that that Allie's doing really awesome community things that I didn't do. I didn't think about. It wasn't my thing. I don't know. You know, but she has really great community things. So um, I learned from that and watching what she's doing now, uh, community projects and and I like that. I try to volunteer for a couple of them here and there. So um, maybe the roles have switched a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it's just a pure thing. But, yeah. but you know, she's kicking it out every day. And I, she's flying under the radar with it, I think. She is very much flying under the radar. I know. How do, you, how do you feel about that? That's so cool. I mean, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. I think that I will always feel um, in Linda's presence as a student. I mean, and, and that's not because she doesn't allow me to feel, you know, bigger than that. But I do. I feel I watch and I I, I feel like that there's always something that I can learn from her. Um, I am honored that there are things that she can learn from me. And, you know, I, I think that I probably downplay myself a little bit and our company on, you know, I always think like we're the little guys. But maybe we're not so little. Maybe we have, you know, we're, we're doing some cool things. But um, of all the things for her to have, like, picked out, honestly, that community, being a part of the community, going out and doing things, that's <clears throat> the biggest honor. I mean, honestly, if any of that community work or just the fact that, you know, we have these pennant boards at all of our restaurants and someone can buy a meal and pay it forward, and we have people at our Midtown Diner that actually use it, that come in and they're like, you know, we know them by name come in, hey, you have anything on the pennant board? And whether we do or don't, you know, we're like, yeah, absolutely, come on in. We're going to feed you. Um, Love that. And if that, even a little bit of that gets passed on to anybody, or if, you know, Linda hears about something like that and then she tells someone else in the restaurant world and that's picked up, I mean, I just think that that is ultimately the point of this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, the people that are receiving the gift, that's that's awesome and that's a blessing in itself. But to me, the magic is the people that are involved in it, that are affected by it, that aren't necessarily the receivers, that are the givers, and how that, mm-hmm. you know, that ripple goes out. Um, it's kind of like our Cookies Thanksgiving thing that we do. Um, so I see the side. I don't go out and do the deliveries, right? I organize everything before that. We pack all the meals, put those together. And so what I see are, this, are the volunteers that are putting, you know, we're putting a thousand meals together for three or four days in a row. Um, and then they go out and they talk to the people that are receiving this and they're, you know, they get to feel that too. <coughs> but it's amazing to see these families that come back year after year and it's part of their like Thanksgiving tradition now. And then they tell their neighbors, hey, we're doing this for Thanksgiving. And then they get involved. And, you know, last year or the year before last, we had so many volunteers that, we were running out of things to do. We had to, like, simplify things so much so that there was a job for every single person. Mm. So that every single step, you know, in my world, it's like, 
oh, this is just a really big catering and I need five people to make this happen, you know, but instead we've got hundreds of people coming through the door because everybody wants to be involved, even if that means that they're just standing there for a couple hours opening up, you know, green beans or whatever, or dicing onions to, to cook off to add to the green beans and things <coughs> like that. So, I mean, I get to see how the other side of how people are affected, not just the ones receiving it, but the ones receiving the gifts of giving. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. That's really powerful. So, I mean, I think that that is, uh, that's pretty cool that that, something like that that we're doing would affect yeah. Linda in that way. Well, I think Linda's like your Mr. Miyagi, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. She, she believed in you, but she also smacked you on the head and said, look I. Yeah. Look I. You know, <laughs> Paint I mean, the fence. She was, <laughs> she was the one that's, you know, calling you out, but also encouraging you to do those things, Yeah, you know, and enables you to do that and believing in you when you didn't believe in yourself. Well, I mean, honestly, if I, I feel like that even just being able to say that, you know, like I was a kitchen manager for this restaurant, this, this well-known place, it helped me build a career on that. I mean, it got my foot in the door in some, in some situations. Um, it gave me the confidence to walk into, you know, even, um, uh, SMBs. I w- started out as a part-time server, and it all was built on this foundation that I got at Irma's, where I where I got, you know, I was a baby there, and I grew up and was out into the real world, and I had this confidence of like, oh, I can do anything now in this restaurant world because I've been in front of the house, I've been in the back of the house, I'll wash dishes all day. Doesn't matter to me, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I got that from from Linda at Irma's being able to spin many plates. Yeah. So, Linda, you said that you guys don't get to see each other very often because life is life, yeah. right? But when I asked her about this, about doing this podcast and pulling together other foodies, you were one of the first people. Well, thank you so much. Seriously, <clears throat> just immediately. She didn't even have to. You were right there. I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm very happy about that. I, I still think even, uh, you know, in 2020, it is harder for women to break free from their jobs, from their homes. I've been having a discussion with my best friend, and let's say you're out for a drive, and you see a dad pushing a baby stroller at the park. You're like, oh, look at that dad. Isn't that great? Why? Why? He's the dad. He's supposed to be. Right. If you saw the mom pushing the baby stroller, you would just go, look at that mom having to push the baby stroller. Yeah. But we have the sympathy for dads. We got to get that flipped, you know? And... uh, I feel like we're probably still in the mindset where women have to work longer and harder. And, you know, that would be something I would probably change about my young self. Take some days off. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Relinquish some control. Yes. You know? Yes. Control's an illusion. I really think it is. <laughs> it is. And I mean, we try, but. Well, and just, you know, the whole thing of uh, just because you're not doing it my way doesn't mean that it's not getting done. It won't be just as great. But when I started out, definitely with Irma 63rd, uh, it was, you know, brand new and you're figuring it out. And then you get things in place and you have ideas in your mind and that becomes your structure and you don't want to let go of it because they're working mm-hmm. and you're keeping the boat afloat. Yeah. And and you keep going. When we first opened Irma's, I didn't take a day off mm-hmm. until I got sick and they pretty much carried me out of there. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was opening and closing, and you're trying to figure everything out and come up with plans and solutions. So, you know, take some time off. It's not going to fall apart. And, uh, but I I think that that there's still just a little bit of that, of women wanting to work harder and 
feeling like if they don't show up every day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I was joking with some girlfriends of mine recently about a man that was saying that he had he was babysitting his kids that night. And we were like, no. No. Those are your kids. Yeah. A babysitter's when you bring some. Your parenting. <laughs> That's well, exactly right. Yeah. That is that mentality that we're it working is. towards the change. I interviewed, yeah. I interviewed for a job a couple of years ago and was talking about my availability. You know, and okay, I can do this, this, and this, but I need off, uh, I need off these nights because I have a kid at home. But other than that, I can work unless something comes up, you know, with school or kid stuff. And, and the guy just looked at me like, he goes, what do you mean? I said, you know, kid stuff, like maybe having to go to a, a school play or a band concert, mm-hmm. no concept to him mm-hmm. because he hadn't taken off mm-hmm. to do those things. His wife took the kids, picked them up, whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know. So at this point in time, if you're having to still explain to people, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need off on Thursday for a kid thing and the man is looking at you like, what do you mean kid things? I just, or that when it's is a that going to change? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, I made the exception tonight of like being here, you thank know. You. This, no, no, I, I, that's not what I'm saying this <laughs> no, about, but you're I welcome. Know. But I'm just saying thank you. also because, um, you know, having a kid and, and before I had a kid, it was like, yeah, I'll work all the hours. Yeah. Um, weekends whatever i was always working and then now having a kid i'm like no nap time happens at about 3 30 so i have got to at least be home by 3 30 not because there's no one else there to do it but because i want to be there i want to put him down for his nap you know and like those are really important times i also want to be there for my wife so that she can have a moment and yeah like i can't imagine having a partner that's like you know, I don't want to say the dad, but that role yeah, but of just like, you. yeah, of being removed. But I mean, like, there's no way that I could do this by myself. And I don't think Stacy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, really she hard. would do it by herself. She's done it by herself before, yeah. but definitely not the most ideal Super situation. Hard. Hard. Yeah, I know. But but having the mentality of telling your younger self, take some time. Yes, take yes, definitely. Some time. Breathe so a little. All you younger people out there, the world's not going to come crumbling down really not. if you take yeah. a day off or take a nap yeah take a nap oh man naps aren't <laughs> they the best naps are the best <laughs> i have take i took for a lot of years in my life i took for granted naps and now whenever you don't get any yeah, yeah. it's a bad deal like 30 minutes now i'm yeah. like that's a game changer it is it is <laughs> yeah. it's like a reset yeah i can remember when i was little my grandmother would say i'm just gonna go in i'm gonna nap for 15 minutes and i'm like and basically, she was just going in and having some peace and quiet. There were three of us. Yeah. You know, and so she would just go in and lay down, have some quiet time. And she would say, my body just relaxes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then later when my grandfather was home all the time, she would go to Walmart and walk around. That was her way of getting away from him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just relaxing. But, yeah, naps are naps are good. It's a, It should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. You find your thing, whatever that thing is. It Walking is. Walking yeah. Walmart or going to the pool, yep. working in the garden. Taking a 10-minute nap, 20-minute. It's okay. Yeah. It's really okay. Well, and I, I started walking last year. I live over by Delisi Park, so oh, okay. um, I try to walk that every day mm-hmm. in the mornings. Um, You're getting ready to do the marathon, too, half marathon. Yeah. The virtual. I believe in you. I believe in you. That's too. awesome. You can do it. Yeah. You can do Good it. for you. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, you got this. So <clears throat> I, I, last year, 
started walking, and a friend of mine's like, let's do a little 5K together. It was for the Stevenson cancer thing. I'm like, okay, cool. My mom had just gone through that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then after that, you're on this high, and my friend was like, okay, the memorial's coming up. Let's do it. It's great. We'll just do the half. And I went, oh, yeah. Um, so now my group of friends, I'm the only one who stay committed. I'm going to do the virtual half. Oh my gosh. Um, and all of my friends were like, we'll still come and root you on, but we're not going to do it. And, um, I'm like, well, I don't care if you guys come and cheer me on. I started this for me. It's nice. People are like, do you listen to music? I said, really? I don't. It's nice just to be in your own head, work things out. Um, I don't know that I'm hugely religious, but I talk to God a lot in the mornings or the trees, whatever. Yeah. Um, I rescued a dog uh, early, earlier in the COVID thing, so he and I get out and we walk together and nice. have a little quiet time. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah. But you're softening up. I am softening oh, up. Oh, you're seeing changes. I am you're softening up a little bit. Old age does that to you, Allie. <laughs> I think people are afraid of quiet, though. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, afraid of what's going on in your head. So they keep things moving, keep things moving. And sometimes you just need to slow down and connect with you. Mm-hmm. What's going just on? Just sit head? with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I can remember. So um, my grandmother, you know, was a gambler, always bingo, poker, whatever. And when scratcher cards came out, you know, I would start playing this. I have a friend who wins quite a bit. Probably doesn't win as much as she loses, but I think <laughs> right. she does. Because you only hear about the wins. Right. Yeah. So I'd had this occasion where I was like, I tried, I played a clever scratch, and I was really in a bad mood about it. And I'm just like, you know, I'm unlucky, you know, foul about it. And I got out that day and I was working in my yard, and it was quiet. And nature started working on me, and I went, I am healthy, mm-hmm. I have a job, I have a beautiful family, I am lucky in other ways. You yeah. can have your scratchers. There you go. You know, yeah. we'll keep giving yeah. that money, yeah. you know. But I think that had I had ed- headphones in or been listening yeah. to music, yeah. you don't hear that conversation. You connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you need that conversation. I'm lucky in other areas. Mm-hmm. I'll just keep giving on cube my $5. There you go. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. That works. So take your five minutes, people, and yes. shut your brain down and figure out what's going on in there. Definitely. All right, Allie, you, you barely touched on this, but I'm not going to let you get away with, with not <laughs> telling us more about Happy Plate. Okay. And how it started in your seven restaurants, which you're going to list them all, and we're going to talk about them because it's so cool. Okay. It's so cool. And I and I, I, I love that you still think of yourself as the little guy, which is great, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But you've done some cool stuff. Okay. So, yeah, so Happy Plate Concepts started about, uh, about five years ago. Shannon and I have been business partners. Shannon Roper – the S of SMBs. Um, he's my business partner and met him when there was one SMB's burger joint. I went into part to be a part-time server. I was bartending at night at Iguana and I was kind of bored. And during the day I needed to do something, you know, idle hands. <laughs> I needed to stay busy. So um, yeah, I went and got a day job there and <clears throat> he was a kitchen manager at the time. And was like, hey, I think we're going to open up some more. You know, do you want to be involved? And so I was like, sure. I've never done that before, but, you know, I, sure, I could do it. Um, and got back in the kitchen, started cooking a little bit. You know, was really, like, using my experience from Irma's and was like, I can do this. Ended up opening, like, six or seven S&Bs with him, um, corporate S&Bs. 
And after that, he went on to open up several more. And I was like, I'm done. I don't want to work for the corporate world anymore. I want to do things our way. I want to um, have people first, not profit first. And so he and I, we it was a, it was a crisp morning. We sat out on the patio of one of our restaurants and just had this talk. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. So Happy Plate was formed. I quit, put in my notice formally, and... Um, just started going to work, dreaming big. And uh, shortly after that, we uh, opened up the original diner in Midtown. Um, Which is Sunnyside. Sunnyside Diner, sorry. Sunnyside okay. Diner. Um, and then... Really, really good eggs, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thank you. I need to go in and have... I don't do grains, but I need to just roll it and have some pancakes. Oh, you should. Because look so good. good. Really, you should go to the French toast... Our French toast game right now, I'm pretty proud of that. Like, okay. it's a, uh, we even do this, like, peanut butter. It's a peanut butter sandwich on French toast. Oh, my God. Really good. Okay. I'm going to have And we actually, we were talking about peanut butter beforehand. We, were. we have uh, the Fat Elvis Cakes, which is uh, <laughs> peanut butter over pancakes with bananas, bacon, and candied pecans. Oh my Go jumping off the paleo wagon. Yeah, and just go for it. <laughs> you really should go big. If you're gonna fall off the wagon, That's just right. like crash go and to burn. Sunnyside. That's yeah, right. and then go home and take a nap. Yeah, and then take a nap. Exactly. Time right. all for all of yeah. those things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, so we have Sunnyside Diner, and then a couple years later, we opened up um, two more locations. Within we opened one in February, uh, and then we in 2018. And then one in April of 2018 on, like, opposite ends of the world. So one was on South Side, South uh, um, Western and 89th Street. And then we opened the other one in April on uh, Britain and MacArthur. So, like, literally opposite ends of the city. Um, Did that for a minute. And then the next year we opened it in Edmond. So downtown Edmond, we've got another Sunnyside Diner. Um, and then this January, we opened up Rail Yard, El, uh, Taqueria El Camino, which is our um, taco shop in the Edmond Rail Yard. Um, and then we have a pie shop, Rail Yard Pie Company, that we are hopefully November, December, I don't know, for pie season, we're going nice. to open up. Um, are yeah. you have any sort of peanut butter pie? Oh, I'm sure. Okay. We joined with uh, this amazing baker. Um, her name's Lynn. She owns Mana Eatery. Oh, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, she had a dream of opening a yes, pie shop. That's and right. We talked about that. That's right. Yeah. She, yeah. she was selling her pies in Guthrie. Yes, yes. Oh. And she's still doing that right now, and oh. we're in the process of building her a pie shop. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, she had a dream, and we were like, yeah, we could help you with that. Your pies are amazing. It's worth it. So we invested, and... Doing the build out and everything now. That's so cool. Yeah. So if you're hungry and you can't get out of the house, do not pull up their website because it's just, I had it on my phone. I showed Allie a, a month ago. It's been on my phone forever because I would just look at all those pictures. Oh my word. But you got to go. You just got to go. I haven't got to go to the taqueria yet. I need to go do that. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I'll be at the pie place. <laughs> I'm very excited for that. We had, you know, a meeting not too long ago. We were working on branding and putting the the whole concept together. And it's like, well, we're going to need some pies to really get into this development, you know, and do some research on it. And so Lynn brought 
four or five, these just beautiful pies are like works oh of gosh, art. They are. And it was the best meeting we've ever had. Those are yeah. the those are good ones. Yeah, <laughs> get to eat all those. Yeah, any meeting when there's food, but pies. Yes. I know, oh, right? Oh my yeah. Heavens, yeah. Yeah. Oh my heavens. Okay, so I wanted to touch too on the champion champions on the causes that you all champion, and, and Linda alluded to this that all the things that Happy Plate does, and it's not just. I mean, we're, we're going <clears> to list them all because I just like to brag about you, so we're going to do that. But it's, it's not just the things you invest in or um, donate volunteer hours to, but you also open your spaces. So I want to give the whole bid broad perspective. So I'm going to let you <laughs> list, and then if you forget one, I'm going to list it for you. Okay. Well, and you know, <laughs> it, it's been trying to – I'm right now actually in conversation with our, uh, our Southside team leader, Stacy trying to figure out what we can do really in the community, what makes sense right now with COVID happening that would be safe for us and safe for those that we encounter. But prior to COVID, um, we were doing monthly bag drops to the homeless. So uh, we take about 100 bags out to the community or bottles of water, popsicles when it was hot, um, and uh, handed out, you know, necessity bags. Um, We also... Every other month, we hosted a community dinner with Possibilities, Inc. Um, They do leadership training and just work in the community to help build up stronger communication, whether it's between different groups, neighbors, um, just really involved in all sorts of community aspects. Um, So we are hosting these community dinners where people from all different, you know, backgrounds would come in and talk about what's going on in the world, how they could get involved, um, needs. You know, we, we, there were several that would list off, like, my, my school needs some books. Does anyone have a connection? And, you know, just resources oh, yeah. and things. So it was a really cool, cool deal. Um, they also had really powerful conversations on racism. Like, they started to unpack their own racism mm-hmm. that, you know, guys that were in their 60s that were dealing with that, that had never talked about. And they created the safe space um, to have these conversations. So some really cool stuff was happening um, and then once a month, um, we were hosting the uh, Oklahoma City Drag Queen Story Hour. I need to go see that. I just think that sounds so cool. It was it was awesome. So we haven't done it this year. We had yeah. just hit our. Right now, I know yes. we had just hit our uh, our two year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and a hundred, we would release a hundred tickets. It was a free event, but we we kept it to a hundred kids. Um, tickets would go in like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. As soon as they were released. But basically, it was very simple. We had uh, a book that we would read. It was always about being kind, be yourself, you know, um, something empowering like that. Uh, A drag queen would read it. We'd have an activity to do, like a craft activity, a snack, a little dance party, and then it was over. It was very simple. Um, But we actually, we just saw this on Facebook that um, there was a mom and her kids that would always come to these events. And... Um, very tragic. The the husband passed recently. Um, he's a younger gentleman. So they're moving back to Australia, where she's from. And she listed off four things that she loved about America. And one of them was Aww. Drag Queen Story Hour. How cool, cool is yeah. that? That's very yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, so, yeah, those are the, I think those are the things that we did. 
did I miss anything? Well, you talked <laughs> a little bit about Cookies Thanksgiving, and, and how long has that been going on? I know that you haven't been involved since the beginning, or have you? Uh, no, it's actually been, this will be year 22. So 22 years, it started out with, like, you know, feeding 30 people. Mm-hmm. Um, I got involved uh, four years ago, four years ago this year. Um, so I've, I've actually hosted it three years now. Um, and, yeah, it grew to, when we when we got involved, there were probably, like, 700 or so meals going out. And, like, let's bump that up. Let's do 1,000. So And they go out. All over the place? So it's through Other Options, which is an organization that um, they're like a resource hub for anyone that's infected or affected by AIDS or HIV. Okay. So it's not only the people the person that, you know, is, is has AIDS or HIV, but it's also the caretakers or their families. Um, they have a pantry there. They have housing resources, medical resources. Um, and they, it's for their clients. And people sign up. And, I mean, there's, you know, other people that sign up that are like, I just am lonely. I don't have any family here. Um, and sometimes the the people that deliver food to them through this are, like, the only people that they will see on Thanksgiving Day. And so, you know, we encourage them to go in if they're comfortable, to have conversations. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it is. For a thousand people, I can't even imagine making that many meals. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. I've known Mary Arbuckle, who yeah. is at other uh, other options. Yeah. So she and I, we, I was in the kitchen. She waited tables at uh, Rita's Del Rio mm-hmm. in the '80s. So I've known her mm-hmm. forever. And good girl. Yeah. Very community focused and mm-hmm. trying to help people. And yeah. you know, I love it, and yeah. especially around Thanksgiving. I mean, that's a time where you said that's sometimes that's the only people that people will see. Yeah. Because most of us think of family, but not everybody has that. No. Or, yeah. And, you know, and then sometimes families don't even have the means to cook. I mean, we would, I think there was a family of like 12 that we packed food up for. And, you know, everyone gets a pound of turkey, a pound of ham, green beans, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes with turkey gravy, wow. rolls, pies. Um, the whole the whole deal, yeah, and it's a pound for every person, so that there's leftovers too, because leftovers are a part of yeah, Thanksgiving. They are. Um, <laughs> even cranberry sauce, but yeah, so it's also just people that like don't maybe they don't want to go through the big deal of of baking, you know, making a Thanksgiving meal. It doesn't matter. There's no there's no questions. There's no survey that you have to take in order to get this meal. It's just mm-hmm. yeah, um, and through. Doing it at Sunnyside, we've gotten in contact, you know, with uh, uh, the first year that we did it at Sunnyside, we took meals, like Mary Arbuckle got in someone's truck, took a bunch of meals with her and drove around downtown and dropped them off to people that were on the street, you know, things like that. I mean, it just, it keeps growing and growing and growing and I think that's cool. So yeah, it's it's amazing that we're doing this for a thousand people, but what's really cool is that then like, it's just growing still. Yeah. Where again, the volunteers are like taking that that one event that happens on Thanksgiving, and they're carrying it with them through the whole year. And then they see someone that's homeless or whatever, and they just you look at them a little bit differently. Do, you know, a little bit more compassion goes on in the world. Perspective matters. We talked about that in this one. Definitely, perspective matters. So, talk to us about the Pine Pantry. The Pine Pantry. Um, those are. 24 available 24 7 at all of our diners um we took the doors off of them right now to keep them safe since we're not able to sanitize them all the time the handles but 
We connected with um, a woman named Allie Cristelli, and she had started the Pine Pantry in Oklahoma City. There was one pantry in the Plaza District, and I was like, hey, how do we get involved? How do we host one of these? And we just got together, talked about it, and we started sponsoring them at all of our diners. Um, so it's for anyone, you know, Every diner kind of has their own group of people that it services, but like at our MacArthur location, there's a bus stop in our parking lot uh, that happens every morning and every afternoon. And I've seen kids go to that pantry and pull out, you know, cereal or cans of beans or whatever it is. And you know, they're going home, taking that, probably making them a dinner for the night because they've got a working parent or whatever. Um, at our Midtown location, it's, you know, a lot of homeless people come through and, and grab some necessities and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's really cool that, um, it's, we sponsor them, but it's all just like this, uh, organic giving, um, people pull up, drop things off in it and then off they go, or people come up and drop things off in it and then they come into the diner and have some pancakes, you know? So it's a, it's a pretty cool thing that we do. And yeah, it's very simple. Mm -hmm. It's a simple way to get involved. It is. a box of, box of mac and cheese or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it's outside, it's out front, so they don't have to come in mm-hmm. if they're, you know, embarrassed possibly by it. It's just right there. Yeah. And then tell us about the board. The, the pennant board. Yeah. Um, so in, in none of this stuff was, like, planned, which is, I think, one of the coolest things is, is that organic. It, it is. It just happened. Um, a lot of it came from the staff. They were mm-hmm. like, hey, we should do this. Um, or guests would say, hey, I want to buy this meal ahead I see this guy standing outside. Can we go give give him a meal or whatever? And so it just started happening. And so we have boards now that you can buy a meal, stick it up on the board or leave some money or whatever. And we use it for someone who comes in and you can tell they're hungry or they're lingering around outside or whatever. And we we buy them food, buy them a meal. I mean, honestly, like to me, there's like a good, you know, warm breakfast or lunch or whatever can change your insides. It's not just nourishment. It's a memory. Meatloaf for me is my memory. It takes me back to my childhood, like mm. with my mom. And so if I sit down and have a, a meatloaf sandwich, I'm going to a place. I'm not just mm. there in the diner. Mm. Um, and so that's uh, kind of, you know, I hope that that takes them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somewhere safe, somewhere happy, warm. Well, it's those little things. You know, very often we think we have to do these big, grandiose gestures for people but sometimes just one little meal well and everyone has <clears throat> so with Allie and the meatloaf you know my my mom you know calls that eating a memory so yeah you know whatever it is even if it's something so I have this thing about an enchirito from Taco Bell okay. I can remember being a kid I can remember when Taco Bell opened in Norman I can remember my mom taking us there and eating outside nice. so I'm of an age where I can't have that very often. <laughs> um, I, I, I have things in my, my pantry from my childhood that we don't, we're not going to talk about. Okay. But it is feeding that memory. If I am homesick, if I miss my grandmother, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the pantry and we're going to have that item and then I'm going to be happy. But now that it's cool, I mean, I cannot wait. Red beans, fried potatoes, cornbread, yes. <laughs> big piece of onion. You know, that's feeding that memory, that family. Oh, it reminds you of love. Yeah. yeah. It makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. 
especially grandma's. You gotta remember. Grandma's, yeah. Fried mm-hmm. chicken. There you go. Yeah. My grandma canned, canned green beans, and so we always. And she, I'm from Boulder, and so you don't do these things in Boulder. She lived in Oklahoma. She puts bacon on her green beans. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, I yeah. remember that rocking my world when I found that out later on because I'm, you know. Yeah, it's a vegetable. Why are you putting bacon on it? But they were so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> onion and onion and bacon. Onion and bacon. And bacon. Beans. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> a little salt and pepper, and you're good. There you go. <laughs> That's like a whole meal, right? Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us about Stacy and Hope is Alive, and and how you guys, how she was an employee, and what she's grown into. Okay, um, so for a moment I was like. I I'm always sorry. have to ask Stacy who diner Stacy or my wife Stacy, <laughs> but no, it's I'm okay. So sorry. Diner Stacy. Yeah, she <laughs> man, she is amazing. Um, she came to us when we opened the Midtown Diner. Um, we had just opened, and she was like, "I'm looking for a job. I really don't have any, you know, background." Come to find out, she does have a lot of experience in the kitchen. She just didn't know how to make the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was like, I'm fresh out of prison. <laughs> I have a, I have a past, I spent the past five years in jail. Um, I need a job. And so yeah, hired her as a dishwasher. She was like, I'll be here. You know, I'm, I will be, I will show up if you give me a job. Um, and she was, she's, is the most loyal person I've ever encountered that I've ever had work for me. Um, she is dedicated. She is so um, uh, trustworthy. She is just a good person. Her insights are good. Mm-hmm. And um, she's gone from being a dishwasher with us. That was if she didn't get that job on the verge of suicide, you know, mm-hmm. I, I later found out that she was like, this is the, this is it. This is the chance I get. I either am going to get this job and I'm going to be okay, or I'm going to go back to jail or have to commit wow. suicide. Um, cause she was ready to relapse. Mm-hmm. And, um, she is now partner at our, at our Southside location. I mean, she is a partner in this. She owns shares and is just thriving. She is doing, Probably the best in the company. Um, she's everybody loves her. Uh, guests, team members, you know, she's just phenomenal. Um, and she started the street team, so she was taking ten dollars from her paycheck as a dishwasher, and was putting together, you know, like toothpaste, uh, toothbrush, some underwear, or socks, or whatever, and then going over to McDonald's and getting a couple burgers, and would take it down to the homeless community. And pick out two people and sit with them and have a meal and talk to them and look them in the eye and say, you know, like, I hear you and I see you. You're a person Mm -hmm. to me. And um, got word of that she was doing this and just was like, I want to do that with you. How do we get involved? And so that's how the Sunnyside Street Team happened and how we started doing bag drops. It was all because of her. Um, but yeah, she's a she's a pretty phenomenal person. So now she's gotten really involved with Hope is Alive, which is a sober living group. Um, she started doing, uh, just supporting them on like doing, uh, sobriety birthdays. She celebrates anyone who comes in and they have a sobriety birthday, uh, gives them, you know, pancakes and celebrates them and makes it a big deal because yeah, it is, it it's is a, a, it big is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and so then recently she did a, a pay it forward with them, um, where collected receipts all day and then donated some of the sales back. Um, and that's part of the foundation of how SMBs, you know, really started was through this community involvement, doing pay it forward um, events. And so, I mean, you know, I'm proud to say that 
I've been with the company now for 10 years, or I guess had my own company yeah. for 10 years. <laughs> you are the company. Um, right. <laughs> I know. I, I forget that, like, I don't work for someone. Yeah. I work for me. But, um, uh, and actually, I feel like I work for my team. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, that has been part of our foundation from the very, very beginning is doing these pay it forwards. How can we give back? I would rather give back to our community than buy any kind of advertising and spend my money there. I think it's much better well spent going back into into our community. So, just And so one second chance, you know, for somebody. Yeah. At Irma's yeah. Midtown, we were not too far from the halfway house for guys who are getting out of prison. They're now in a work release program. They're living there. So I hired a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all they wanted to do was work and Try to make money, get back on their feet, yeah. whatever it is. You know, they made some silly mistake. And and I've had guys who've made great big mistakes. And, you know, they're like, okay, this is the time. i, I got to get it right mm-hmm. now. I've got to, mm-hmm. if I ever want to see my kids again, mm-hmm. you know, I've got to show up every day to work mm-hmm. and make some money and hopefully move on. Mm-hmm. So. That goes back to that Mr. Miyagi compassion that you have. Yeah, you because just. Because Stacy, you believed in Allie, yeah. when Allie didn't believe in herself, mm-hmm. and then Allie is now able to believe in people yep. who didn't believe in themselves who are ready to take their own lives. I yeah. mean, that's that ripple yeah. of community and caring. And you never know which opportunity is going to be the one that finally sets it in. I mean, okay, this guy's gone to jail. It's probably not his first time, you know, but is this it? You know, is this going to be the time that he really gets it and he turned himself around? Mm-hmm. For some of them, yeah. And, you know, I've actually hired people, and then they move around, and then you, they come back, and I'm like, dude, what happened? Yeah. What what happened? How come we're doing this again? Yeah. You know? Well, but that's that kindness and accountability. You meet you some offer. good people. Yeah. 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 Uh, not everybody is able to do that. No, and a lot of people don't want to give people a chance. And there's probably even a point in time in my life where I was probably one of those people. You're just, you're afraid of the unknown, mm-hmm. so you start thinking, "Oh, you've been in prison. What does that mean for me? You know, am I scared at night? Am I am I allowed to be here with money? I mean, you have preconceived notions of humans, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you find out that, pfft, yeah, whatever. We're all broken. We're all broken in some <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> yeah. We are all broken. broken. That's like a and mic not drop. Not everybody can count change. Right. That's okay because right. we're going to work on that. <laughs> but if the kindness is true, right, in, in the sense of you don't know that one kind thing, the reverse can be true in the small, little, snippy, ugly things that we mm-hmm. do too. And that really resonates with me because well, I yeah. feel like that's, we say, oh, that, I was a little bit short, but not too, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you don't know. Right. Don't know. And I'll wrap myself out on this one. <clears throat> uh, I have a friend who uh, will always give to the person on the street, give a dollar, and buys the curbside chronicle. Mm-hmm. I've been jaded in this aspect of my life. And she's like, yeah, but you, know, you see the things on TV where they're really scamming and they, it's a business, whatever. But what was explained to me was giving is my thing. If they're not on the up and up, that's their yep. mm-hmm. that's their karma. Yep. Right. My karma yeah, right. is that I believe that you need this, and I'm going to give that to you. And yes. I went, oh, yeah, yeah. wow, okay. It just changes your outlook on things. But I was thinking, I'm like, you're making more money than I am on the street corner this week. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Maybe they're truly in need. 
But that's not my decision. Right. I have got to find the heart to give. Mm-hmm. If they are scamming me, that's going to be on yeah, right. with them later. Yeah, it goes back but, to perspective. Yeah. Where's my heart? <clears throat> yeah, where's my heart? My heart needs to be in a good place, and if mm-hmm. theirs isn't, they can take that up with whoever later. And believing in others and just investing in our community when it's not convenient or, yeah. or it's not, you don't, like you said, you don't know what they're going to do with it. or and. But we don't give to... To get back, right. you know, you give right. to give. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Otherwise, it's not really giving. No, it's not. It's an exchange, mm-hmm. or there's a price, or whatever. But yeah, like truly, unconditional giving. It's it's everybody wins. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and you guys are both a great example of that, and you don't see that very often. You really don't. You know, so it's really refreshing to me. So give me your 30-second shout-out, motivational statement, call to action. What would you say? You got the mic. Uh, what would you say? Call to action. I just, you know, I'm a big proponent of women finding that balance of, and we had this talk not too long ago about continue to build each other up. Mm, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, and... <clears throat> And, and, and remembering to tell people you've done a good job mm-hmm. with your kids at work, wherever it is, the people who are being bad are the ones you're always on. You know, you always have that guy at work that come on, come to work on time, whatever. Right. How about going to the person who shows up every day and going, thank you for showing up to work every day. Thanks for being here on yeah. time. Where I'm are so you happy. your energy? I'm glad you smell good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for showering. Thanks yeah. for showering. Thanks for... <laughs> But you forget about that because you get so bogged down into why can't you show up for work? Come on, we gotta, you've got to do this, mm-hmm. and you gotta wonder if you just start with that. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Do we keep motivating? Will, will will the other person come up? You know, if you're not riding, yeah, will so they true. come up? Yeah, yeah. But again, you're, it's not your responsibility. If it's they not. choose, they do. But you can be kind. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is to. I heard this years ago. When you see someone, especially a woman, and you want to say something kind to them, whether you know them or not, just do it. You know, like that dress looks great on you or your hair is awesome or whatever. I love to do that because most of the time they're like, oh, you made my whole day. That's Mm -hmm. so great. And sometimes they look at you like you're crazy. Right. And like I said, I'm not responsible for how they're going to react. But gosh darn it, I want to be that person. Yeah. Yeah. So, Allie, what's your... What's your motivation? What do you tell people? Man, I think my call to action is that um, we are all just trying to make it through right now. And I think to be kind to each other, um, it's not about politics, religion. Mm-hmm. It's not about uh, labels. It is about human, mm-hmm. humankind right mm-hmm. now. And I think that remembering that ultimately we're all humans in this together is pretty important. Um yeah, and then like what you know, what Linda was saying about I, I think about this a lot about where am I spending my energy, um, and I want to spend it on the positive. I don't want to spend it on the things that are negative. And so the more that we build up, whether it's a team, whether it's your family, focus on the positive, build that up, then the rest of the stuff kind of falls away. They'll either if anyone else is you know if it's a team you're talking about and you focus on I call them A players. You spend your energy and your time on your A players. The Bs are I, the Bs and the Cs and the Ds. If you have any on your team, they're Ds. They're either going to step up or they're going to step out. 
because your energy is going into these A players. And so I think that's really important to remember too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're we're hauling this together and we're all doing the best we can yeah. to be kind to each other. Yeah. We're all just humans and spend your energy on the positive. There you go. We're building the boat as we're sailing in the boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely. We're plugging holes and doing everything we can. Fanning the sails oh to try to get gosh, some kind of a yes. breeze. Yeah. Well, and yes. about the time you think that you've got the holes plugged and we've got a good breeze going, then the wind shifts. Something and, else uh-huh. changes. Yeah, That's you're right. back at it. And then everyone's wearing clear masks and we're all <laughs> right. confused. Right? And here we are, four, full circle. I know. <laughs> no. I, I can see your face again and it's throwing me off. Yeah. <laughs> it is very, so, you know, I started a new job a couple of weeks ago. So there's a lot of people that I have not seen. Yeah. And so at night, if you're leaving, you know, people start taking their mask yeah. off and you're just like, oh. It, and it's kind of odd. You know, so since March, I guess, I've been working in a mask somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's not getting any better or any more fun, but it's but not the it. worst thing. That it's not. It's not. It's not going to put anybody out. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Please just wear your mask, okay? We're, we're not going to go I've had to wear a shirt and tie and wait tables in July and August in Oklahoma. And this That's really <laughs> not the worst. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, ladies. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Thank you, our listeners, for joining us for another podcast on Conversations Around Good. We drop a new podcast every Friday. We want you to hear new stories at Made Possible By. We say that we love to make good loud. So we love to bring people together that are doing good in their communities, that are connecting with people and being kind. So thank you again for joining us, and we look forward to you joining us next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening in on another conversation around good. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so we can continue to provide you conversations that are inspirational. The businesses we serve love to give back to their communities with their time, product, and cash. And this is so rewarding for them, but it's not easy. Go to madepossibleby.us to see how we do it.